Hey, this is your host, DJ Bagalki. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the Judd Apatow written and directed movie, Knocked Up. We'll be discussing how we view this movie as parents versus how we viewed this movie when we first saw it and were a lot younger. Uh, we'll also discuss our $5 fines for the week and talk about what else we've been doing. So get out some popcorn and wine, get your phone out so you can browse Facebook and Twitter and sit on the couch far enough apart from your partner that you don't have to touch them. This is Movies After Marriage. Yeah, so that's that's the catchphrase. That did not sound good, Cheryl! That did not sound good, Cheryl. That's not a catchphrase. Yeah. Alright. Duly noted. Yep. Alright. So this is, uh, this is Movies After Marriage. Um podcast where uh each week we pick a theme um and then sometimes both of us will get to pick one movie that fits in that theme and then we'll argue about who picked the better movie uh sometimes the the theme kind of lends itself to what movies are already pre-picked so it doesn't have to be one of us choosing a film and the other choosing a different film um but Basically, we're winging it. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to come off like we're not winging it. Yeah, yeah. For this... Yeah, we don't know what we're doing yet. Uh, we're just going to try and fit one of one of those things, and then... We don't know what we're doing, but we're going to do it with some fucking style, right? Fake it till you make it? But... Oh. <laughs> Am I giving away all our secrets? Don't, don't set such lofty goals for ourselves. <laughs> um... This first week's episode, we well no why why don't we talk about um why why we're doing this podcast? Good idea. So, what do you want to take it away, Samantha? Why we're doing it? My name is this is DJ by the way, and I'm Samantha. And well, let's just give a little hi, mini- Samantha. Hi. How are you doing today? Good. How about a little bit of um a bio background? You didn't, you didn't ask how I was doing. I don't give a fuck how you're doing. We've been married for 15 years. This is how this works. I was... This is all the fucks I don't give. I was just going to say that I get to see you, so I'm doing excellent today. Yeah, okay, so you probably made half of the listeners go, aw, but I know that's the thickest bullshit you could be, like, whipping out right now, so I'm not buying it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) See, you're already doing the thing. You're doing the thing that you do when we're out together where you try to look obnoxiously nice and sweet on purpose. I know it's bullshit. I call you out on it, and then you purposely, like, bait and trick me to look like a bitch, and it's already happening on the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for that. The fluorescent lights in here make you look a lovely shade of jaundice. Oh my god, you're such a dick. beautiful. Wow, we haven't even, like, really gotten into the movie yet in this already. Yep. So... This is why you don't get married, kids. So... you, You like movies, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Alright, this is going good. No, okay, I was thinking we should do a little bio us background. Okay. The story of DJ and Sam. Like, not the full story. Okay. Yeah, uh, well, that was gonna, that was gonna get into the movie because Knocked Out, I mean, parallels us almost perfectly. It does. Um, you were the big party stoner. I, fuck off. No ambition. Um... (laughs) And I was just like, go get her, career girl. Um, no, career boy. Like, totally. Not that you had it right the first time. Totally had my my ducks in a row, and you just threw in a curveball. So this podcast is going to be all lies. Is this is this how this? Our work? marriage is based off a foundation of lies. Yes, so... that's a catchphrase in our house. Our marriage marriage is based on a foundation of lies, yeah. and sadly, it's true. Yeah. So. There's that. Maybe we'll get into um, that in a different episode. That's a... But, okay. So we started this because we got married. I was I was kind of the movie guy. Mm-hmm. I was really into movies. Very much so. Uh, it was kind of a passing interest for you. Yeah. Comparatively. Yeah. I'm like Joe Sixpack of the movie world. Yeah. And so I would introduce you to a lot of films, force you to sit through a lot of them, um, uh, and then we had kids. Yep. And... I mean, yes! So, 
since then uh haven't haven't watched much movies oh god no not like we used to no i i always tell people that i probably know most things about movies uh as long as it didn't happen in the last 10 years yeah yeah mm-hmm. like how many previously say like oh that looks awesome and then we don't see it yeah. ever yeah but this is a good thing though maybe we'll get our movie life back on track hopefully that's mm-hmm. that's what i'm hoping for with this one mm-hmm. okay so that's that's why we're starting it what mm-hmm. what movie i think we already we already talked about it but what movie did we pick first to watch knocked up okay <laughs> i thought it was a trick question okay why did why did we pick this one because you said it um it was like the story of us the beginning and then a movie that comes out later is the what's it called 40 what this, this is 40 this is 40 this is 40 so this is 40 is like that couple one of the main couples later on and you said like we were the age and kind of went through what the couple and knocked up went through yeah yeah except for you didn't knock me up before we got married that part kind of yeah when we didn't no no i didn't but like so when we first saw knocked up we were closer to the age to ben and allison uh seth rogan and Catherine. Catherine heigl we were married already when we watched it though right yeah yeah we were in Rochester, and so... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then... Yeah, because it came out in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're kind of closer in age to uh, Devin Pete, yep. Paul Rudd, and... Oh, I forgot her fucking name. Um, wow, you remember everyone's name. That surprises me. No. Uh, Amy Mann. Ha ha, um, there he is. That's my man. So mm. she... We're closer in age to them now. Yes. Um, and then we got This is 40 because... That will also be in closer to aged. Yeah, and just to, them. to explain to listeners, like we've seen Knocked Up several times, mm-hmm. but this will be our first time watching. This is forty. What happened the first time we saw Knocked Up? You want to go into that? All right, we can tell that story. I don't know why you're being all sassy. Um, because that's me. That's You've it. been marrying me fifteen <laughs> years. You don't fucking know why I'm being sassy. What the hell. So, when we first saw Knocked Up, um, saw in the theater, obviously it's a movie about a couple getting knocked up. They have a kid. Uh, spoiler alert. At the end of the movie. Um, and we were newly married talking about having kids. Yeah. So, um, it brought up the conversation. Yeah. We, so, we saw the movie in the theater. Yep. And then we were going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. We did go to Buffalo Wild Wings. We did go to Buffalo Wings. We were going to dine inside, but that's not what happened. Yep. Um, Yep. So we were driving from the movie theater mm -hmm. to Buffalo Wild Wings, and we'd been married, was it a year? About a year. About a year. And so we just watched a movie about having babies, been married a year. I was like, so, DJ, what do you think? Been married a year. Have you been putting any thought into us having any babies or anything? I don't even remember what your answer was. Or did I even ask you that? Or did I just flat out get upset? I don't think you asked at all. Um, I think we were going to get the food. I went in. We called, placed an order for what we wanted. I went in to get the food. You're so right. So I was inside for like 10, 15 minutes waiting. Come back into the car and Samantha's sobbing. Yep, you're right. That's I didn't directly ask you. You're right. You my memory was fuzzy. Um, yep. You went in and then you got totally like female hormone attacked. Like you went in for food thinking, "Hey, I just saw a good movie with my woman, going to get some wings. Life yeah. is great." And you come back and like I am like uncontrollably like girl. And I am not I don't cry often, I don't think for a girl. No. So Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. That's not really sexist. But anyway, I'm not much of a crier. And I was sobbing. Like, snot dripping off your face. This is not my pretty moment. It was... So- it was bad. It was the ugly crying. It was, yeah, it was ugly crying. The yeah. full, like, <laughs> body shudders. And you're like, what the fuck? All I did was go and get chicken wings, and you fell apart. Yeah. And that's why I was like, we've been married a year, and I would want to have a baby, but you never bring it up, and we never talk about it. Blah, 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 girl verbal diarrhea, children, blah, blah. Yeah, you just got totally, like out of nowhere left field just boom emotional bomb yeah so that was fun 
<laughs> Tell me how you really feel about it. Luckily, we've been able to watch the movie since then. Without yes. Having nervous breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Either of us. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Uh, so, that's that. Did you want to break down the plot of the movie? The plot? Why don't you break down the plot? Okay. I think about that. All right. So, Seth Rogen, like we said, um, like Samantha, just stoner, totally Shut not ambitious. Um, living with his buddies, um, smoking weed every day, no job. Uh, Allison, um, career girl, she's in television. Um, she gets promotion, she meets Ben, um, and they, they hook up for a one night stand, um, and she gets pregnant and then hasn't called him since the one night stand, decides to tell him that she's pregnant and then they start a kind of relationship. Uh, it's a romantic comedy, so something bad happens, it doesn't really work out, they get into an argument. Um, and then at the end they reconcile, she has the baby and we're led to believe that they live happily ever after. Yeah. 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 So I'm guessing you don't think that they're going to wind up together for very long. Oh, they'll wind up together. Just fuck happily ever after. That's a goddamn lie. (laughs) I'm such a romantic, aren't I? Yeah. I think they'd make better friends than a couple. Mm-hmm. I think as a couple, they don't work out as all at all. Like, no, even with him like turning over a new leaf and like, she way too high maintenance and prissy. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think uh, at most it would last a couple of years. Yeah, if we're talking realistic, and they would stay together for the baby. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so Maybe they address that in This is 40. That'd be fun to see. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to. Ooh, that's like, interesting. I, I never think of that. I don't think either of them are in it. I don't know. Maybe they have a cameo. But, you don't know. Yeah. That'd but be cool. it'll be interesting to see. Um, but, yeah. All right. So, one of the talkie points I wanted to bring up is we haven't seen this movie in how long? It's been years since we watched it. Yep. We've seen it several mm-hmm. times, but it's been years since we watched it again. I forgot about how many cool people were in the cast in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go through and list the cool people I liked in this. Okay. But just a little bit explanation here for the listeners. So how our movie marriage works is I'm like a little lady who never remembers the fucking name of movies, people in them, or whatever. So I describe them by descriptions of either other movies they've been in or what they look like or a different character and DJ is an amazing movie buff and like pretty much any way I can describe it, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. And can say it in like a few seconds, like who the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, you definitely have the mom movie brain. Yes. Um, Wasn't there an SNL sketch about that? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you've ever seen the mom movie SNL sketch, that's how I talk. Yeah. For real. You're about to experience that. He was that guy. Shush, we'll did see. A lot. Okay. This is it. So, I didn't realize there's three people from The Office in this. There's, um, the, one of the doctors was from The Office, Ryan from The Office. Who's that guy? BJ Novak. Okay, BJ Novak. He was in it. He's the guy who did, uh, This Book Has No Pictures. Yes. That's a great book. Mm -hmm. Uh, the bouncer in the movie was the guy from The Office. Mm -hmm. Who's he? Craig Robinson. See, God, you're amazing. I love you. Uh, and, um, fuck, I can't even say his name. The boss in the office, Steve Carell. Is that his real person name? I knew it! Ha! That's a rarity there. Michael Scott. Michael Scott. Yeah, that's his character's name. he's, he's in it as, like, a callback to 40-Year-Old Virgin. What? Yeah. Well, it's, like, a cameo because... It's a cameo because he's being himself, the actor himself, whereas the other ones aren't, like... I'm BJ blah, 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 yeah. whatever the fuck his name is. Yep. All right. So, um, there is a lot of the cast from Freaks and Geeks in here. Yep. That's, it's because it's, uh, Judd Apatow. He did Freaks and Geeks. He did okay, Judd Apatow. Is he a director or producer? He's the director. A director yeah. of Freaks yep. and Geeks? And this, he also directed this movie then? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so for those of you who don't know, uh, Freaks and Geeks is this really cool TV show that is like, what it's like. Being high schooler and stuff. 80s and in high school, but not Stranger Things. 
And also, it was so our groups, and well, at least my group in high school, is kind of yeah. what your group was like in high school. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those outsiders that just don't fit in anywhere. That was us in high school. I love that TV program. So mm. a lot of the people and actors. So who are all the Freaks and Geeks actors? Uh, the the curly-haired tall guy who also does that Muppet movie. Yep. Um, Jason Segel. Yep. Uh, Jonah Hill. Was, no, Jonah, Jonah Hill, Hill wasn't in. He was in N- Undeclared, which was college Freaks and Geeks. But he's not in Freaks and Geeks. And then, also by Jonah um, the guy with the Canadian tattoo on his shoulder or our chest. Jay Burchell. Was he in Freaks He and wasn't in Freaks and Geeks. He no? was also in Undeclared. Well, fuck. I don't know shit. Uh, but the guy who grows his beard really long. Yeah. He was in Freaks and Jonah, Geeks. Jonah. No, no. Noah Starr. Noah Starr. Yeah. Okay. He was in it. Who else was in it? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Yep. Is that all of them? Uh, James Franco. He had a cameo. He did have a cameo and James Franco was in there. Yep. He's dreamy. Mm-hmm. All right. So those guys are in there. Okay. Mike Crapbag. Paul Red. Paul Red. And I call him Mike Crapbag because that was his name in an episode in Friends. It was a joke name. It was a joke name in an episode of Friends. And I cannot remember his real name. And so I just call him Mike Crapbag. So you know when I say Mike Crapbag, I mean Paul Red. Paul Red. Um, the cop from Superbad. And he's also the guy in the SNL sketch that goes, you know... Bill Hader, Stefan. Yes! yes. Mm. I don't, I'm, oh, you mad at me for not knowing that name. Not even knowing, I, I don't mind that you don't know Bill Hader, but Stefan. Oh, fuck off. Oh, uh, you said there was a guy from Parks and Rec in there? Yeah, Adam Scott is in it briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Um, the guy, oh, sorry, yes, that's a bad thing. I apologize. I apologize for the pen clicking, everybody. <laughs> Can I edit that out? Can you edit that out? At least the apology part. Oh, shut up. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, uh, Walsh from... Wash. Wash. Wash, not Walsh. Wash from Firefly is in there. Mm-hmm. What's his real name? Alan Tudyk. What's his last name? Tudyk. Because Tudyk better than one. I... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was... know that was his name. I was actually going to look it up. And make sure that I was pronouncing it correctly. Alan Tudyk. That is a pimp-ass name. Tudyk. Tudyk. I always thought it was Tudyk. That would be like a good mobster name. His name's Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, okay, I think I know her real name. Catherine Wig? Wig. Catherine Wig. Mm -hmm. And she's one of the SNL gals who's really funny. Yeah. Those two characters they play, um, I love them in that. Yeah, I wanted more of them. Yes. I think it also helped that they were in it just very just little. Just a taste. Yeah. No, they play great. They have very asshole, cold, narcissistic kind of characters. Well, yeah. uh, uh, television producers. Yes. Like... Yes. Very Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. I mean, from what we know of Hollywood. Because <laughs> we know everything. Okay, I think that was all of them. Um... Oh, and then it has um, Heigl, whatever her name. Catherine Heigl. Yeah. Do you think it's... So there's a lot of media out there that she's not a nice lady. Do you agree with that or know that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that she goes by Kathy. Like, she a Kathy. Oh, she's a Kathy? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a Karen. But her name's not Karen Heigl, it's Catherine. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's a Kathy. All right, we'll go with that. Oh, and... Okay, this is the one... I think this is the last one. Nope, there's two more. I lied. Okay. One is uh, the wife, but she's also the director's wife. Amy Mann. Yeah. Amy Mann. Yep. She's also been in a couple other movies, though. She was in 40-Year-Old Version. Yep. And a couple other things. Like, and she does, like... Because she's the director's wife. But she does bitch well. Yeah. She does, like, bony little skinny bitch well. Mm-hmm. And so she does a good job with that. The two little girls, that's actually the director's and her kids. Yep. They're really freaking cute. Yeah. I like them. They do a yeah. great job in that movie, and they're freaking adorable. A lot of their dialogue was based off of conversations that the director and his wife had actually had with the kids. I can totally believe that. And that's so, what makes it really natural and fucking hilarious, because it's like, yeah, we've had yeah. that. And then your butt falls off. Yes. That's exactly, exactly what, what happens. happens. All right. And then, last one, I swear, Egon from Ghostbusters. What's his real name? Harold Ramos. Yes. 
he's got a small part in there. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, I forgot he was in this. Like, so. All right. That is the end of Sam's cool cast okay. and how I try to say movie people's names. Yeah. It was definitely a lot of fun seeing all the cameos in it. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because the plot lines it up perfect for cameos because mm-hmm. she's on E, mm-hmm. Entertainment, whatever, and yeah. interviews TV stars, movie stars. So it's perfect for cameos. It's like yeah. cherry pick for it kind of thing. And Ryan Seacrest just being a dick. Oh, yeah. Uh, because... He means himself. Well, yeah. His persona on, on TV is always just like happy, bubbly, and then in the movies just pissed off at everybody and hates interviewing people and hates Mm -hmm. doing his job Mm -hmm. yep he needed a cookie hey guys ac riley here be sure to check out the lonesome road podcast right here on the grapple talk network join me for my trips across the midwest as i interview wrestlers get stories and much much more head on over and check out the lonesome road podcast right now on the grapple talk network this is your room walk it alone um a lot of the things that i noticed in this are just like really kind of piddly things like she's got a job working for e she's like a a studio producer studio manager why is she living in the guest house i knew you were gonna say that but at the same time like do you know how much property costs out there your cousin, for example. Your cousin's out in Hollywood. And do you remember how much he told us his one-bedroom apartment cost? Yeah. And it was thousands of dollars more than the monthly mortgage. So his monthly rent was mm-hmm. thousands of dollars more than the mortgage we were paying on a four-bedroom house in the backyard. Yeah. In Rochester, Minnesota. Which time. also is just like, how much money is Pete fucking making? Right. To have that whole house and the pool. And then how much money are those guys paying in rent? I know there's five, there's five of them. Oh, the pothead the, clan? Yeah. Like, Seth Rogen doesn't have any money. I wrote it down. He had $14,000 from his thing that he's been living off of. And it's just like, that is well below the poverty line, sir. Um, <laughs> like, how can you even afford pot on that? But I... They were growing their own Then pot. they were growing it. That which also sense. goes to show, like, how they're able to pay for all that stuff. Ah, okay. So you think they were selling meat on the side? Yeah. 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 Um. Oh, I wrote down. For all the money that they spend on pregnancy tests, they could have just gone to the actual fucking doctor. Okay, that's fucking hilarious. Because I have like <laughs> notes too, and one of my ones was the the pregnancy test montage. Mm-hmm. I wrote just guessing from seeing the test. That was probably about five hundred dollars worth of yeah. pregnancy tests. Pregnancy tests are fucking expensive like yeah. 20 to 30 bucks for like a two or three pack yeah it's insane and they had all they were just grabbing it like there was no tomorrow you can get pregnancy tests at the dollar store i think that'd be a good place to start like that you wouldn't want that to be your like end thing but like you go there you're like yeah okay i'll spend a dollar on these and then if it comes back positive then you're just like i need to double check that mm-hmm. so no but they were like well, that nah, it was Hollywood, so it was some probably fucking ritzy Hollywood CV that they went, CSV they went to. Yeah, I think... It was probably $50. I think you could tell on one of the tags it was like $50 for one of the boxes that they grabbed. And they grabbed numerous boxes of numerous different kinds. Mm-hmm. I'm sure one of them was like some ritzy ass, like Kardashian bullshit, like gold and diamond encrusted pregnancy test. It was a cute scene, but it was definitely just like, this is so fucking stupid. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. Um... The other thing I, I wrote down is that when they were having their big argument um, after she reveals she's pregnant and then they talk about whether or not he wore a condom, they were having a loud fight. Like, oh, yeah, in the screaming restaurant. Screaming at each other like, what the fuck are you doing? Ah! It and was the, in a restaurant. The people in the background not paying any attention at all to them. There would have been, I kind of noticed that, Lachie, there would have been so many stares. Yeah. So many stares. Like, what they were saying and how loud they were saying it. Or even people trying to be discreet, like looking, like talking behind their hand, like none of that was going on. They those extras were just like, no, we're just having a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Uh, it's a long fucking movie. 
Uh, for a stoner dramedy, uh, I don't think it should be over two hours. And this is like two hours and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, There's one scene in there I did not like, and they thought they should just cut the fuck out. What scene was that? Because I think I am thinking the same thing about the same theme. Same theme. The same thing about the then, 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 then? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's what I said. That's okay. You can make fun of me the next time I do that. Fair enough. So the scene that I did not like is um, the shroom scene when they go to Vegas. Oh, okay. So, ooh, okay, not the same one. I no. do not like the shroom scene because it just seems dumb. It doesn't add to the movie, I feel. And if anything, I don't know, maybe boys are this dumb, but it's like, hey, we just got in Dutch with the wife and the girlfriend. Let's make horrible decisions in Vegas while high off of shrooms. That'll make everything better. They'll surely forgive us for already being dumbasses by doing an even bigger dumbass thing. That is just a weird, trippy scene. I don't like the weird, trippy Cirque du Soleil thing. It's just weird and awkward and i feel funny after watching it and it's like that's two minutes of that movie i can't get back it's not it doesn't add to the plot do you like the scene where they're in the hotel room and the different chairs well they're talking about like uh pete's problem is that his wife loves him too much and wants to spend too much time with him that's okay okay but that could have been done without the freaky deaky long vegas trip so, they could have had some other bromance confession where they talked about that over coffee at a fucking Starbucks, not mm-hmm. going to Vegas. Okay. Although one of the really, really good lines in the movie mm-hmm. comes from them going to Vegas. I have some really good lines. What in was here. that line? Okay. So that line mm-hmm. was, there's an earlier scene where they pick him up to go to Vegas or they're stopping at the place, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they open the door and all the stoners have horrible pink oh, okay. eye. Right. They have yeah. horrible pink eye because they farted on each other's pillows and they gave each other pink eye. Then they go to Vegas, and they're at a strip club. Mm-hmm. And they're talking while getting lap dances, and mm-hmm. these girls are shaking their tits and ass in their face, and they're mm-hmm. having a conversation. And one of the See, stri- I didn't mind that scene. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. And one of the strippers is a... It's Paul Rudd that it gets done to, right? She mm-hmm. takes... She's standing, like, with her butt in his face, mm-hmm. and she takes his tie, pulls it between his legs, so it, like shoves his nose like right in her ass crack and then she's wiggling it and then Seth Rogen's character goes now that's how you get pink eye okay that's a good line I was thinking about that there are five different kinds of chairs in this room um I say that quite a lot really that's one of your quotes you say a lot yeah okay um can I go off of quotes now going into that or do you got another point to make no my the scene that I thought that they could have gotten rid of was the whole um Doc Brown dinner conversation that scene does not add anything. It, I think what they were trying to do was that showing that Pete and Ben were getting along together. They were bonding. Um, while like there was starting to be a disconnect between Ben and Allison mm-hmm. and Pete and Deb. Um, but the whole thing kind of just makes it look like the women are bitches. I agree. Like Catherine Heigl was just like, super angry during the whole scene and they just kind of it just kind of made the girls look bad and no fun and just yep they're just being moody bitches um and there's no reason for it and that scene too i agree doesn't anything but the only thing i liked is i remember the first time we watched this movie that i found the dialogue between uh rudd and the Mm -hmm. other guy like them quoting the movie with the voices, mm-hmm. it made me laugh. Okay. The first time. Yeah. But it's not so funny that I laugh every time I see it now. Yeah. I, I think it's a valid point, that being a kind of throwaway scene. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we could have chopped off like how much time in the movie with those two throwaway scenes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That would have been 10 minutes, yeah. So, um, so talking about quotes and stuff, in our mm-hmm. household, the movies after marriage household, mm-hmm. you're a big movie buff and movie quotes is a big thing with you. Mm-hmm. So much so, after being married to you for several years, I've learned how this works. You throw out movie quotes that parallel or are appropriate in our everyday lives and conversations all the time, and it's kind of a known thing in a game to either know the movie that it's from or throw out another quote, quote yeah. back, like either the response quote or kind of keep going back and off of each other how many movie quotes we can get into a conversation Mm -hmm. it's a thing i think a lot of people are like that um i also am really looking forward to when our kids get to the age where they 
watch these movies where these quotes come from. And they'll be and, like, that's why mom and dad say that. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, funny. I my dad would that. do that a lot with Monty Python. Mm-hmm. And so I finally mm-hmm. got to the age and was just like, this is from that? What the fuck? My father's been saying this for years. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so these are some of my favorite um, quotes. Okay. Some are more... I'll go over the ones that we actually use. There, I have quotes that we don't always use, but there's some that we always use. Um, mm-hmm. uh I'm not poor, but I do eat a lot of spaghetti. That's a great quote. Yeah. And the way he says it, too, with his, his Canadian accent, the way he says poor. Yeah. I'm not poor, but I do eat a lot of spaghetti. So there's times, anytime, like, it's a spaghetti thing or a financial thing, where we could be talking about financial stuff, and, like, we're not poor. Yeah. But we do eat a lot of spaghetti. So that's a good one. Um, the one, now, this is a scene... That you died laughing the first time we saw this movie. We bought the movie. Mm-hmm. You knew that scene was coming up. Mm-hmm. And the first time we watched this movie at home, you laughed so fucking hard. We had to stop the movie and you freaked out the dog. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I think even like the second or third time we watched it, I still laughed. You that still laughed so damn scene. hard. Yeah. It's only now after uh-huh. years and seeing it like six or eight times that you can normal people laugh at it without laughing and freaking the fuck out. Yeah. So this scene, I, I refer to it as the pubes scene. Yeah. So I think it's the first time that Allison character is mm-hmm. visiting the pothead clan. Yeah. And one of them, one of the guys just comes out of the shower. He's like, oh yeah, I just freshly shaved my Jay. pubes. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, I just freshly shaved my pubes. And then um, the other guy goes off on him and it's like, I hate when you do that. Every time I take a shit, it looks like a stuffed animal in there. And you just lost it. Yeah. So that's funny. But the next lines are great. And he goes, you're embarrassing me in front of company. And then the rebuttal quote is, you embarrass yourself. So um, I don't know how many times in our lives mm-hmm. we'll be mock fighting or doing something screwy. And you'll say, you're embarrassing me in front of da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And I'll reply with the, you embarrass yourself. And what's hilarious is we play it off so well, a lot of times people think we're, like, really saying these words <laughs> actually at each other. And their, like, facial expressions, <laughs> expressions and response to that is freaking hilarious. So that's another good one, too. The best was when we were at uh, the Star Wars... Um, Oh my god. The, science museum. the Jawa versus the Ewok. You're embarrassing me in front of the Star Wars nerds. Yeah. Girls, don't get Jawas and Ewoks messed up. It'll piss off your man. That's all I gotta say. I've learned my mistake. One is cute I know- and adorable, and I want one for my own, and the other ones are Ewoks. You're a derp. Alright, some other good quotes. Um, when they're having the fight scene... And Ben goes, fuck you, hormones, you're a crazy bitch. How many men have wanted to say that to yeah. a gal's face? But he politely separates the two. He's like, not talk about you, Allison. Talk about the hormones. Fuck you, hormones, you're a crazy bitch. Mm-hmm. And I gotta agree. Yeah. I am not above saying women aren't crazy when they're hormonal. I get that. I will call that out. I'm not about that either. About what? Calling women crazy hormonal. Not to their face most of the time. Not to their face and not while That's the worst thing you can do when they're crazy hormonal is call them out on it. Because that is like the nuclear bomb in a woman's brain that makes her go psycho. I do have another note in here tangential to that. Uh, uh, Labor is probably not the best time to make relationship decisions. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because they were like apologizing to each other. They reconcile while she's in labor and it's just like that. No, that's not how that works out. (laughs) Timing is everything. You don't you don't want to make any big life changing decisions during labor. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be buying a fucking house, signing a mortgage. Let's see a couple of other ones that weren't like the most uh most amazing quotes. The one where the two little girls are in the back of the car, and the one little girl goes, "I want to listen to Green Day." Oh. It's just freaking adorable, and it's also Green Day. I'm like, I like that line. Mm-hmm. That's a little cute line. Um. Another one is uh, the two sisters are out at the club, mm-hmm. and they're, like, talking to each other, and they're having woman insecurities, which is, like, a real thing. Yeah. And the wife goes, do I look like guys would fuck me? And this <laughs> is like, yeah, that's stuff actually girls say and stuff yeah. like that. It was well done. Yeah. And then the other one was one of the guys was checking out the married sister, and 
it's more of a visual quote. So mm. he's talking with his hands in front of his chest and he's like, she looks smart. As he's like <laughs> lifting his hands up and down in yeah. front of his chest, like yeah. kind of emulating boobs. Yeah. And it totally reminds me of the Monty Python sketch. She has huge tracts of land. Yeah. And it's just like, yes, that's a good quote. She looks Smart. Yeah. We've actually, have we said that quote before too? She looks smart. No. No? Um, I did, I did like the, the line, um, am I too old to be here? Cause that's a thing that, that you get when you're a little bit older going to. When we went back to Stevens Point that time and we went out to the bars and we were 10 years older than everyone else. Yeah. That was kind of awkward turtle, wasn't it? No. Well, it might've been. Um, I, I had been drinking enough that I didn't care. (laughs) Um, you get, why don't you look up some points? I did some yakking. It's your turn. Tag. Uh, one of my other notes is I've played fetch with my kids. Um, (laughs) I don't see why that's a bad sign of bad parenting. Um, one of the, one of the other lines is just a throwaway line in there. Um, Deb and Pete are talking about their kids. She's kind of going off about. Uh, the number of sex offenders that mm. are in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And he starts going off about, yeah, there's a new thing that you freak out about all the time. Don't get them vaccinated. There's sex offenders in the thing. And I was like, whoa, don't get them vaccinated? That surprised me too. You people are fucking monsters. Fuck you. <laughs> I forgot about that line. And when I heard that, I was like, whoa, I did not realize. Because, I mean, that would have probably been the, because, st- I mean, how many years ago was it? 2007. Was, when did that start? It the was big... right around the start of the anti-vaxxer kind of right, right. movement. Yeah, because like now we know better. I mean, that didn't take long. Most people knew better, but mm-hmm. there was the big wave of it and stuff. So I was, like, that took me a little bit back, too, Like when he used that as one of the examples. It was like, don't get infected. I was like, damn. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a couple of my favorite scenes. One I really like is the phone call montage where it's... Allison's character calling Seth Rosen's character back to set up that first dinner date after she hasn't called him in forever in the one night stand. Okay. Yep. And she's calling him to set it up because she's going to tell him she's preggers. But he's thinking like, oh yeah, she's calling me back because she wants some more of the D. Mm-hmm. And so he's playing it all cool and all the other stoner guys, like it starts out and he kind of just starts grinding a little on the one guy and they all start doing like light sexual gestures Mm -hmm. and as the phone call goes on the gestures become more and more grotesque and inappropriate and at the Mm -hmm. end it's just like a sexual gesture orgy going on yeah that's a great scene it also reminds me of shay and i Mm -hmm. my friend shay uh she and i make inappropriate gestures like that at work all the time which is a establishment i work with that you would never want to do that at, and yet we do it and it makes me laugh and smile. And it reminds me of that, that we're always doing pretty much those kind of inappropriate blowjobby, jerky mm. off. Yeah. Yeah. Inappropriate gestures. That's a good scene. <laughs> um, let's see. My favorite scene that I had in here was uh, the birthday scene mm. where yes, Seth that's Rogen another. Yep. gets dumped. Um. This was after the shroom scene. He gets dumped and he comes in. Paul Rudd has, like, the birthday cake for his daughter. He's wearing a crown. And... Candles are lit. Yeah. Seth Rogen just rips into him, like, she doesn't want to get back together with me because you and your wife are miserable and she Mm -hmm. doesn't want that to happen to us because you're such a shitty husband. Mm -hmm. And then he walks off and leaves. And Seth... And uh, Paul Rudd looks at him for a second. Yep, has that blank and expression. Turns around and is just like, "Happy, Happy birthday, birthday <laughs> to you." That is a great timing moment. Yeah, it's the timing of that joke that just makes it perfect. Yeah, because yeah, there are those moments where you just have to just be like, "Well, something really shitty just happened. Need to tamp that shit down and deal with that later." Yep, gonna get drunk tonight, but yep. right now I've got to be there for my kids. Yep, put a pin in that emotion, bury it down a little bit. Yes, that is a good one. I like uh, another good scene is um, when he tells off the bitchy wife, yeah, Seth Rogen, in the hospital. So they're about to have the baby, and mm-hmm. then the sister gets there, and she's like, okay, you can get out of the room now. It's my sister and me. You know, she mm-hmm. she's being a bitchy girl and takes over, and he finally, like, finds his backbone. He's like, no. Yep. This is how it is. 
you stay the F out. He's like, if you try to get in there, I will call security and tell him there's a crazy baby snatching lady wearing a pink dress and get your ass arrested. It's a great scene where he finally tells her off. Yeah. Which is great because she's just been a, a bitch the whole movie, pretty much. To him. Yeah. yeah. The only person she's nice to is her sister some of the time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, my other, my one favorite line that I quote all the time uh, is... I wish I liked anything as much as my, my kids, kids like, like bubbles. bubbles. So that's one I wrote down and I missed. Yeah. Um, that's a, I'm glad you like that line too. I say that a lot. Do uh, you? Yeah, it's kind of sad. But it's, that's why it's, it's funny, sad, and heartwarmingly true mm-hmm. all at the same time. Just that blissful, simple happiness that bubbles mm-hmm. give you. And it's like, yeah, when you grow up, it's like, I miss that. I miss something as simple as bubbles making me happy. And life has just ground me down to where I can't even enjoy bubbles anymore. I do really like Ben sitting there just being like, or Seth Rogen, just being like, I get it. Yeah, I I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Nope, that's a favorite line of mine, too. That was just one that I... Hey everybody, this is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host Ragbag as we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guests, interviews, and of course, Ragbag's love for Luigi Mansion. That is all on Regular Guy gaming check us out oh another good scene is when they're in the waiting room mm-hmm. to um have her get examined to see if she is pregnant or not and they're showing like horror it's like horrible parenting baby montage oh. like there's the one frustrated parent that's holding like twins and this and then there's that poor little ugly baby mm-hmm. and i think about that like i'm not one to call babies ugly that's an ugly baby yeah. and then i thought they had to have a casting call Mm-hmm. for we need an ugly baby and these like hollywood parents had to take the kids like hey hey i think our baby's pretty ugly i think our baby can get ugly baby role and they and then what does it say if you have a casting call for ugly babies you think your baby's ugly and then they don't get it it's like oh my baby's ugly but not ugly enough like just a whole bag of awkward turtle what the fuck kind of yeah from what i've heard about stories about hollywood parents uh no they're on board for whatever living vicariously through that baby and then too what about that person growing i don't up? even know if they really needed it to be like the ugly baby i think they were just like we need babies we need lots of babies and then they were just like that one's weird looking put them in front they were secretly looking for an ugly baby during the baby casting call or one was just handed to them, and they were just like, we gotta put this fucking... It looks so weird. Mm-hmm. It does. It looks like a miniaturized little old man with creepy bug eyes. So like a baby. Like Benjamin Button baby baby. Oh, okay. We are dicks, though, so it makes sense anyway. Oh, fuck. Okay, I just thought of a really good um, talking point. I saw a note. Okay. So, I can I can talk. Well, you're not paying attention, though. You're I dicking around on your phone. Attention. No, you're fucking around on your phone. I'm paying attention. Well, I'm not podcasting while you're fucking around on your phone. You do your phone thing, you show me the picture, and then we'll podcast like adults. Don't you make that face at me. So, um, you were saying about how this movie parallels our life kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so, two things I think it parallels is, and this is, I hope this is not an overshare for you, but like... When we met, we often joke and say we're the one-night stand that got married, so technically it wasn't a one-night stand. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what happens to, like, Allison and Ben's character. Mm -hmm. The second thing that really parallels it is the next day they go out to breakfast, and it's Mm -hmm. that, like, awkward breakfast of finding (laughs) each other out. So when that first kind of hookup thing we had... Was, it was, we both worked at County Market, a grocery store, mm-hmm. in the town we went to college in, mm-hmm. and it was the big Christmas party, and we were hanging out, like, and you were all, like, I like Kevin Smith movies, and, like, mm-hmm. I like Kevin Smith movies as well, blah, 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 and you're like, hey, have you ever seen Clerks? And I'm like, you know, that's, so, oh my god, so movies literally brought us together, when you think about this. Yeah. So, it's coming full circle, people. This is a beautiful moment. So, we were talking about Kevin Smith movies, and... 
uh, Clerks was the only Kevin Spooth movie I had not seen yet at that point in time. And you're like, you should come over to my place and watch it. And there were other people going back to your apartment. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, and there was one girl, Rochelle. Yep. She was going back to the apartment. Like, okay, it's not me just going back to an apartment with a bunch of guys. That feels unsafe, awkward, turtle. But this gal, I know her. I've worked with her. I feel comfortable. So we all go back to your guys' apartment. We're not even there fucking five minutes. And Rochelle and every other single person in the apartment is like, we're going to go swimming at the hotel. Da-da-da-da. See ya. I was like, and I looked at you. I'm like, mm-hmm. And you're like, I swear. I honestly, I didn't plan it that way. I'm like, mm-hmm. How convenient that it's just you and I now at your apartment. It did wind up to be pretty convenient. Yeah, it was really fucking convenient. Yeah. And then we watched Clerks. Yep. 37 Dicks. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Good movie. And then you put the fucking moves on me. Yeah, well, after a, a black and white indie comedy, any girl would be DTF. Oh, God, yeah, right? Yep. Makes any girl wet and drippy. Yep. So then, um, so then there's the next morning we wake up. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, want to go to get some breakfast? And that's literally like what's Seth Rogen's character. He's like, you want to get some breakfast? That's yeah. pretty much what happens. So we go to Perkins. Mm-hmm. And who the fuck is that Perkins? But two other people we work with who are at County Market, and they are the gossipy, most gossipy gossip motherfuckers mm-hmm. that work there. And we were like, oh, shit, like, taking our menus and, like, trying to hide our faces. And, like, because we had the walk of shame clothes. Like, I had the walk of shame clothes that I had worn to the party the night before that they were at. Mm -hmm. And there was no hiding it. It's not like, oh, you know, maybe jeans or something. No, I had fucking fuck me boots on and a skirt. Like, Mm -hmm. there was, it was obvious walk of shame clothes because it was a Sunday morning. And nobody wears fuck me boots to Sunday morning breakfast unless it's the walk of shame. You just got out of church. And fuck me boots. Yeah. Right. You're really in a church. Yeah. Really in a church. Yeah. No. Anyway. So, yeah. And then it was that very kind of awkward, like, oh, I suppose I should get to know you better now that I fucked you kind of thing. (laughs) And that conversation. What other things do you like besides fucking and Kevin Smith movies? (laughs) Yeah. Because that's the only two things I know about you at this point in time. And it was kind of funny, too, because, like, in that conversation, she gets all awkward and weirded out, like, oh, this guy, mm-mm, no, yeah. no. And do you remember how I told you after we'd been together a while mm-hmm. that the first two weeks that we dated, I'm like, oh, this is not going to go well. Yeah. I'm going to have to dump this guy. I'm going to have to break this poor guy's heart. But yep. you wore me down, baby. Yeah. You wore me down. Um, so you want to hear some trivia about, yes! about this movie? Yes! I would love to hear trivia about this movie. Lay it on me. So I was trying to find some stuff that isn't just off of the IMDb trivia page. Um, but all of the things that I could find were just the listicles cribbed from the IMDb trivia page. So, okay. Um, Anne Hathaway was originally cast as Allison. I would have liked that better. Yeah. Well, I love Anne Hathaway. Well, yeah. She's on my list. Yeah. Mine too. Um, <laughs> do you know why she didn't play Allison? Why? Because originally, uh, Judd Apatow wanted to have a video of a, a live birth for the birthing scene, mm-hmm. um, and she was not down with that for whatever reason. I I don't understand. So she didn't want to be in a movie that had a JJ shot of a baby coming out of apparently, her. Apparently, apparently, it's not like it would have been her of a JJ with the baby coming out. Yeah, I don't understand the whole reasoning behind the thing. Um, it comes off as a little prudish. She kind of lost two points for me on that one. But. And then at the same time, it's like, she's in so many films where she's just, like, fully out there. Um, oh, really? Like, naked and shit? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Do of you that. remember Love and Other Drugs? No. Where she and Jake Gyllenhaal just are, like... I barely remember that movie. We need to watch that again. Alright. We don't need to watch the whole thing. We can watch, like... Do you just want to watch the naked part? Yeah. Yeah, the naked parts. Um, but no, so... In the end, they couldn't use footage of an actual baby being born because, according to the weird bylaws of, like, Hollywood and movies, they would have needed a contract for the baby that prior wasn't... to shooting, but the baby wasn't born yet, so they couldn't sign a contract for it, so... That's such a weird, like, uh, catch-22. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not like the baby was going to sign... That's really interesting. Could they have used stock footage? 
Uh, then it probably wouldn't have. I mean, could that have been a little workaround? I don't know how much stock footage they really have of Lauren There are so many videos out there like, welcome to the birthing experience, and it freaks people out all the time, and they show a video of a live But that's not stock footage, and then it wouldn't match up with the set or anything. It would have... Yeah, this is true. I'll give you that. I will give you that. I thought that was fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Any other facts? Uh, it was supposed to be a semi-sequel to 40-Year-Old Virgin, uh, so Ben was supposed to be the same character that he played in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Okay, I can see that, I can see that. Um. That's a movie we should rewatch, too, that's really funny. Another two and a half hour long stoner dramedy. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. No, so, um, touching back to the point of Anne Hathaway did not want to do the hoo-ha shot or part the fact that that was in the movie mm-hmm. watching it again this time i forgot about the crowning scene yeah and i and, and i don't mean like the scene like i forgot there was a shot a camera shot that it's the full monty it's of a jj with a baby head crowning out of it and you just go whoa yeah. like even though we're parents we know what that's like it it takes you back a bit it's very keeping it real yeah. and i forgot about that i'm like I thought that was kind of ballsy of the movie to have that shot in there like that. Because there's, it's not a comedic value shot. It's a shocking shot. Yeah. Well, and they it play plays it... into the the joke of the guy. Like, I shouldn't have gone in there. Yeah. Yeah. And also, too, I forgot one more funny line of when she's giving birth and screaming, I feel everything. Oh, yeah. That's a good line. We do say that. Yeah. We I feel everything. Yeah, that's good. And as a woman, it's always funny watching movies when there's a birthing scene mm-hmm. and like how it plays out. Um, this one was mostly accurate because they'll either try to make it funny or they'll actually dial it down mm-hmm. to not freak people out about how fucking horrible childbirth is yeah. kind of a thing. And yep. so it's usually downplayed a lot. And you're just as a woman like, oh my god, really? Yeah. Really? This is why people don't understand what real childbirth is like because of fluff movies like this. They're like, well, what's the movie with the two women? Okay, now I'm gonna do a Sam thing. Okay. The movie the two women, Lily Tomlin, uh, Bette Midler, they're twins. It gets oh. swapped. Big Business? Is it Big Business? I think it is. So there's a movie scene in there where there's two women giving birth to twins at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the one woman is all like uppity, highfalutin, mm-hmm. richy rich lady, and she's all, Wah! giving birth. And the other one's like a country bumpkin woman, mm-hmm. and she's like, eh. <laughs> like when she pushes and like, mm, that one hurt. <laughs> but that's meant to be comedic on purpose. Yeah. It's not like they're realistically trying to be like, but there's some movies where that's pretty much where it is. They're like pushing, they're just like, and they grit their teeth a little, and it's like, that's not what it's fucking yeah. like at all. You've seen, you've seen, yeah. you've been there. Yeah. You know what it's like? I just think about the line from um, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with the Hick couple right near the end um, where I can't remember the guy's name, but he's just like, she's small, but she's strong. First baby, come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a thing. Yeah. That's kind of true. I didn't scream with Leia, but good lord. Yeah, you didn't swear at me. I was I was disappointed. That I didn't swear or, or anything with you at Leia? Yeah. I just told you, you to go away? You could have had at it, and I was just like fully expecting you to say some shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, to let all the dirty laundry out? Like, yeah. and you this, and you that! Yeah, and you were just like, nope, not gonna, not gonna say anything about this asshole. So, it was weird. It was... It's not what I was expecting. That's not what happened with Dexter's birth, though. Well, that just happened so fast that it was... Oh, uh, yes, it did. Yeah. So, my overall, like, final thoughts of the movie is, it's a good movie. It's a good, like you said, like, stoner comedy romance. I feel it's a good movie in that there's something for the guys. It's something for... It's both a guy movie and a girl movie. Like, the guys tend to enjoy more the stoner, ha-ha comedy aspect than the women tend to like the whole romantic comedy aspect of it. So it's good Mm -hmm. that way. There's a lot of, uh, it's got a great cast in it. There's a lot of great, um, 
moments. There's a lot of good lines. It makes you laugh. And overall, it's a well-told story. A little bit long in a couple of scenes, but other than that, it's a pretty dang good movie. And yeah, I would. it's something I would recommend to someone if they hadn't watched it before. Especially if it's someone who's in a relationship. It's a good relationship movie because there's moments in there it's like, oh yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. Uh, would you Would you watch the movie with the kids? When would you show the kids this movie? What? When would we show the kids this movie? Yeah. When would you allow well, first Leia all, what, to see it? What's it? Is it rated R? Yeah. Okay. Just mm-hmm. asking. Don't need the dude. Okay, so it's rated R. Yeah. Um, older teenager, or if I wanted to scare the shit out of her about childbirth, just fast forward to that fucking crowning scene, and the I feel everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Why? What What were you thinking? No, probably older teenager. Um, I was very different uh, um, with movies as a kid, and I watched a lot of movies probably way before I should have seen a lot of movies. I can see that, so. and I think that explains a lot. But also, in the 80s, like... Yeah, they... what was PG in the 80s is like R now. We've talked about that. Like, some of the yeah. swear words and some of the sexual content topics they talk about mm-hmm. totally would not fly for PG-13 in today's day and age. Yeah. Yeah. So Because actually Knocked Up probably would have been PG-13 in the 80s. No? Because of the JJ shot? Just all the swearing. All the all the swearing. You think it's too much swearing for PG-13 from the 80s? Yeah. All right. But they, if you could definitely 80 movies that movie. Just a little less swearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because... <laughs> Our thoughts hard, DJ. Thoughts thoughts are good. Thoughts hard. and words are hard. We've been talking a long time. It's hard on me. That's what she said. Yeah. Um. So what are your closing thoughts of the movie? Uh... Yeah, after having seen it a couple times, it is, the main problem I had is, it is a very long movie for a comedy, um, and that might be partly because we've got, like, the unrated, uh, extended, extended ed- edition, I don't know how much they added, I didn't look that up, but, um, I didn't like Ben as much this time as I did, like, when I saw it the first time. Because mm-hmm. um, the first time I saw it, I was just like, yeah, he's he's the hero. He's, he's the lovable loser. Him, blah, blah, blah. He's the lovable loser. Um, and then this time, like, when he didn't put the condom on, I was just like, you are a fucking asshole, sir. Fuck you for the whole rest of the movie. Um, and, yeah, he does turn things around near the end, but still, it was... Mm-hmm. Um... Kind of like, yeah, you're kind of a loser. Yeah. A little less lovable, more the loser. Yep. Um, yeah, we've watched this movie so many times. Like, I was, I think, explaining that to you. Like, there's parts I know that I died laughing at the first time I saw it. But mm-hmm. since we've seen it so many times, you know that part's coming up and you don't react to it the same way yep. when you see it again and again. Yep. Um, also, with that condom scene, something I realized when we were watching it again this time is, like, they needed a little bit explanation-wise. The, the two sisters having a conversation... And she's like, yeah, we hooked up. And she's like, did you use a condom? And she's like, yeah. It's like, that seems like a little bit awkward turtle thing for her sister. I don't know. I thought that was a little... Like, if I was talking to one of my girlfriends, and she's like, yeah, this one hooked up a guy. I'm gonna go like, did you use a condom, Sally? You know, that's like, yeah, not normal, necessarily normal girl conversation. But they needed to say that because they needed to show that Allison's character thought there was a condom in use. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing, the other thing I did, I looked at it through kind of, like, the lens of, like, comedy today, Uh and, like, what things would fly and what things wouldn't, and, uh, all the jokes making fun of, um, the shoe bomber, and, like, like, those were all kind of... Oh, that aged the movie? Islamophobic. Do you know what also ages the movie that ages any movie? is the technology and the phone Mm -hmm. that they have in that scene. And she's like, look, I made a video. And it's horrible. It's like, 
Yeah. What kind of a phone is that even? It was like, it looked like it was almost a Blackberry, which yeah. don't exist kind of really anymore. Um, it was and this horrible there's a grainy where... video. And he's like, look, I'm living in your phone. You could tell it was meant to show like, oh, she has this really fancy high tech phone. And now it's like, that's a piece of garbage shit phone. Yeah. Um, I was talking about this with Bobby that uh, you could show most of the scenes from this movie today. And you wouldn't know that it was made 11 years ago. True. Uh, With, like, clothing style and everything. Clothing style yep. and a lot of stuff. That seems Pretty to all point. have kind of flattened out. Like, there was a huge mm-hmm. difference between clothes in the 80s, clothes in the 90s, mm-hmm. and then even clothes in the 90s and clothes in the 2000s. But mm-hmm. um, the, the main way you can tell which era this movie was from was because of the technology. Uh the website that they go to visit, um, and all that stuff. It's oh, very, on the like, internet? Yeah. It's very 2000s. Sure, like, sure. Um, and just very interesting. There's even a part where Amy Mann takes out a flip phone, and she takes a call, and Ben goes, that's a cool phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right? Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is a little session that DJ had an idea for called $5 Movie Finds, where um, he is the master of, like, picking and digging when it comes to movies. And uh, so he's gone through movie bins, and this is movies he's found in the $5 movie bin, and we're just going to take a little chat of, like, super awesome movies yeah. on the cheap that you can find. Movies that are worth more than the money you pay for them, because they're just that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were ones I found at Walmart. Um, but it was Beetlejuice, five dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised I didn't actually pick it up. How old were we when that movie came out? Don't have it. We don't. You didn't get it. Uh, no. I mean, I can go <sighs> get should it. Go back and get it. Um, I think that's a thing. I think it came out in '89. Really? Maybe. No, it came out earlier than that because Batman was '89. Okay. And Michael Keaton is in both. Okay. Um, and Batman was like his big breakout. So it sure, must have sure. been like 88, 87, 88. Okay. Because I just remember watching it as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another one of the ones where it's like... It's Probably shouldn't have watched PG, it as a kid, but yeah. But lots of... Freaky shit in there. Lots of freaky shit. And inappropriate stuff, too. Lots of, yeah. Lots of adult humor. Yes. Um, Michael Keaton says fuck once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's PG. That's hilarious. PG. Yeah. So not even PG-13, but PG. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of your... Why is that a great fine feat? Like, what do you really love about that movie? Uh, it's Tim Burton before he went off the rails. Um, and Michael Keaton um, is amazing in it. He's only in it for like 20 minutes. They did a... The Beetlejuice character? Yeah. They did a... Uh, Small Beans did a... Um, frame rate about Beetlejuice. And they talked about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of fun. Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. at his least Alec Baldwin-y. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, yes. I really liked her character. Lydia, yeah. right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's just really inventive and crazy and wild. It is. And the whole idea is just a really weird kind of fantasy ghost kind of yeah. thing. But it's entertaining. It's well done. Yeah. It's one of those movies that you can have someone pitch the idea and you're like, that's a fucking horrible idea. That's never going to work. But yeah. they sold it. They owned it. They sold it. And it turned out really good. And it's yeah. like a, what do you call it? Like a movie cult classic kind of thing. Yeah, definitely a cult classic. Just because of, it deals with death <laughs> like, throughout the most of it. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Did you see Eric has the the guide to the undead? Mm-hmm. If Next time we're at Eric and Brianna's house, I'll have to point it out to you. Yes. Um, I think you need to go get that movie and we need to watch it because there's parts of that movie I'm forgetting. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, also Robert Goulet is in it. Goulet. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. Yep. He's one of the New York assholes that comes. (gasps) Oh, okay. 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 When she's having the fancy dinner and the sculptures and the blah, 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 blah. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good times. Such a good movie. Yes. All right. So that was $5 fines. You should go out and get that one because it's it's a good movie. It's worth more than $5. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. That was our episode for the week. On next week's episode, we'll be watching the semi-sequel, This is 40. Um, Also, I noticed, just a correction already, um, it's actually Kristen Wiig, uh, not Catherine Wiig, like we had said. Sorry about getting her name wrong. Um, But if you 
would like to, if you enjoyed the show, please uh, go over to iTunes and give us a rate and review. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at Movies After or on Instagram at Movies After Marriage. We've got a Facebook group, Movies After Marriage. Or if you want to email us uh, with any comments, questions, uh, death threats, concerns, we're moviesaftermarriage at gmail.com. You can also find us and other shows on the Grapple Talk Network um, at grapplealktalknetwork.podbean.com. They've got a bunch of different shows uh, uh, that you can listen to if you're into wrestling. They've got a, their flagship show. It's Grapple Talk. There's Lonesome Road, which is a show about being on the road, uh, being a traveling performer. Um, there's Ross Family Matters. That's kind of a grab bag, just talking random shit about stuff. There's also Regular Guy Gaming. No idea what that's about. It could literally be anything. Give those people a listen, give them a review, and we'll see you next time. Mom, don't listen to this. 